Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, weekly doses of language learning tips and motivation to help you become fluent in any language. With me, Ollie Richards. Hello. When trying to learn Spanish or any other language when reading a book, do you just read the book in a straightforward way or do you stop and look up words and translate the words that you see? So do you look up words when you are reading? This is a very good question, a very important one, and one that comes up a lot. Because after all, as you know, dear language learner, if you are reading a book in another language, there is the temptation to look up words basically every 10 seconds, isn't there? And the, I, I, I see this with language learners when they first tr you know, try to start reading their first book. You know, they open the front cover, start on page one, word number one, you don't know it, straight into the dictionary, and then before you know it, you spend more time in the dictionary than you do actually in your book, right? Um, and so I'm gonna be talking, I'm gonna tell you my thoughts on this, and specifically like how to use, how, how to do this the right way so that you can obviously enjoy what you're reading, but also increase your vocabulary. Because I know it can be frustrating to see words that are repeated but not know exactly what they are. And a lot of this is about managing frustration, managing yourself. So I think to, to begin with, I want to tell you a little story. You've probably heard me tell this story before, but it's very apt for this particular um, question. And this is from many years ago, getting on for 20 years ago now, when I was first learning Spanish. And uh, I'd been learning Spanish for a while, wasn't doing very well. I'd been learning in a very traditional way, you know, looking at words and, and things like that, taking traditional classes. And then I was on holiday in Argentina. I was traveling in the north of Argentina, up in the mountains. And um, I, it was very, very, very high up in the mountains. And I went to bed one night and I woke up in the middle of the night and I couldn't breathe because of the altitude. And so I kind of jumped up, ran out of bed. I was super scared because I literally couldn't breathe. Um, and I thought that I was going to die because I really could not breathe. I had no oxygen. It was a very scary moment. Now, luckily, the breath came back and I sat down, but I was I was terrified of what was happening. And so I, I, I didn't dare go back to bed. And so instead, what I did was I kind of fumble around and just grab a book. And it was a book in Spanish. And I started reading it. Didn't have cell phones at the time. Didn't have a dictionary on me or anything. So I just started reading this novel. Now, it was a bit too hard for me, but... You know, because of the situation and the fact I was too scared to go back to bed, I just kept on reading it. And I must have got through a quarter of the book. I stayed up for two or three hours uh, reading and, um, and, and, you know, then eventually kind of fell asleep, went back to bed. Anyway, the next day I was walking down the street and all these words kept popping into my mind. Words like el obispo, which means the bishop. Not a very common word in, in daily, daily language. But there were lots of words like this that kept just popping into my head. And I thought, well, that's weird, because I was reading this book, but I didn't have a dictionary, and there was a bunch of stuff I didn't understand. And what that experience made me realize is that even in a situation where you're reading a book that's a bit too difficult for you, it's a bit above your level, it's still possible to learn things even without having a dictionary to look those words up. And that was a profound realization for me, because it meant that the way that I thought you had to study languages was not necessarily the case. Right? I thought you had to look up words in the dictionary, study those words. I was a, 
was I a teacher? No, I wasn't a teacher at the time, but I just assumed that's the way you learn languages. This experience taught me that you can learn vocabulary even without um, looking it up. Now, obviously, I didn't learn every word in that book, um, and there were lots of things I, I still didn't understand, but it didn't matter for two reasons. Number one, I, there were words that I did learn, but number two, I enjoyed reading that book. I enjoyed the plot. I could follow along just about, which means I got real pleasure and satisfaction from it. And so it was a, a very important moment because it made me realize, okay, even if I can't control exactly what I'm going to learn, I know that I am learning nonetheless. And so when the question comes, like, do you, like, what's the best way to learn a, to, to read in a foreign language? Should you look up words or not? My starting point here is it's not necessary. Now, if you think about what happens if you do look up lots of words while you're reading, well, what happens? It's pretty obvious, right? You end up spending all your time with your head in the dictionary. Because you can, I know you, you can just say to yourself, well, I'm just going to look up a few words here, like one word here and there. But you know, you and I both know full well that that's not what happens, right? We do not just look up one word. We end up looking, looking up all the damn words because we, as humans, we don't like not knowing. When there's an information gap, we want to close that gap. And so we look up words in the dictionary and then, you know, our kind of logical brain kicks in. So there's a real tension here and a real balance to be found between, on the one hand, reading very naturally and allowing yourself to just lose yourself in the story, accept if there are things you don't understand and allow natural learning to take place versus um, actually looking up all these words you don't know. And we need to find a balance. And so the balance for me is as follows. Your main aim when reading a story should be to enjoy the plot. You read it to understand the plot. And this, in fact, is uh, rule number nine of story learning. Rule number nine of story learning is focus on the plot. Because if you can focus on the plot and you can enjoy what you're reading, then what happens is then you can read for pleasure for the rest of your life. And when you read for pleasure for the rest of your life, you learn the language and you become fluent sooner or later. Okay? If all you do is read, you will learn the language. There's no, there's no question about it. Yeah, it takes time, but you will learn. So that's your starting point. And I think that for most people, what you need to do is resist the temptation to look up words. Even if you feel like, even if you feel that, even if you feel frustration that there are words you don't get, even if there's something you really want to understand and it's just not happening for you, there's tremendous power in resisting the temptation to look up words because you're going to get much more eventually from pushing through and learning to understand stuff, even though it's difficult. It's a magical power to be able to do this. And anyone who's learned a language this way knows that this is true. But I do understand that it can be difficult to believe if you haven't done that. If you haven't really been in a situation where you've tried to read something at length, it can be really difficult to believe that you can just read and, and, and learn words. But you can. And the reason is that context helps you. Right? So if there's, if there's a word with if there's a, a, a sentence with 10 words in it and there's one word in the middle that you don't know, well, from the context of the story and everything else in that sentence, much of the time you can guess what that word means. And often, even if you're not consciously guessing, your brain is getting primed and figuring it out so that 
at some point later, as time goes on and as you read more, your brain just gathers and soaks up this information. And so that is what I recommend that you do. Let me give you some specifics. Number one, you read uh, to focus on the plot. That's rule number nine of story learning. Um, rule number six of story learning is don't look up words. So as a point of principle, don't look up words. Rule number four of story learning is read it and then read it again because with repetition, you get multiple chances to guess. And then I guess I'll give you rule number one as well of story learning, which is trust in the process. Don't fight it. If you trust in the process, you'll get there. These rules of story learning, by the way, they're from a, a blog post and a video I've made. And you can just Google this on your phone if you're listening to this now. Google the 10 rules of story learning and you'll see what those 10 rules are because they're very useful to follow. And I'm actually in the process of producing a, a poster at the moment, which you'll be able to buy and stick up on your wall to help you remember these things. Because so much of this is actually about trusting the process. Like so many things, like riding a bike, like learning to play the piano, if you trust in the process, eventually you do get there. So there we go. There's one rule that I found very helpful, and it is a rule that I learned from uh, my friend Alex Rawlings, who said that, look, you will want to look up words eventually, right? Looking up words is inevitable. You will want to do it. But try to only look up words which appear five times. So it's the rule of five. All right. So as you're reading, if there's a word you don't know, don't look it up just yet. Sit tight. Keep reading. If the word comes up again, don't look it up. But when it's come up five times, then look up that word. Why? Well, because if a word has cropped up five times, it's probably quite important to the story, isn't it? Stands to reason. So there you go. Read for pleasure to follow the plot. Try to avoid looking up words unless there's a word that's cropped up five times and then read it. I don't like being so specific and so prescriptive, but I know that there's a balance to be had and then that helps. So thank you so much for your question. Um, our friend, let me just check. The, <laughs> right in my, our friend right in front of my salad, thank you for the question. Uh, and if you'd like to ask me a question, you can go to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash ask where you can leave me a question. And I'm going to be getting back to answering those questions very soon. Uh, that's iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash ask. And that's it for now. Don't forget to check out these live streamed episodes on YouTube. So if, you'd like, if you want to join me as I'm recording and ask me questions live, you can do that. But for now, thanks so much for listening. And I'll see you back in the next episode of the podcast. Take care. You know, on this podcast, we spend a lot of time talking about quite advanced concepts and ideas in language learning. But I also have a series of courses which are for beginners, because actually, more often than not, people come to me and say, look, Ollie, I just want to learn this new language as a complete beginner. I want to learn Spanish or learn Japanese or learn French. You know, what do you have for me? And this is why over the last few years or so, I've been developing out this series of courses, which you know, I, everyone claims their method is the best, right? So all I'm going to say about these courses is that I've created these courses the way that I would like to learn a new language myself if I was starting out from the beginning. So, you know, it's it's my thing. It's my it's what I recommend. That's as much as I can say about them. The special thing about these courses, the unique thing, is that you learn through story. So, you know, I don't go in for any of these kind of technology gimmicks and apps and flashing lights and funny noises and things like that. I teach you through story. So right from day one, I get you reading a story in the language. You're reading, you're listening right from the beginning, even when you don't understand very much. And then 
I come in and teach you through these video lessons. I help you uncover the language from the pages of the story, which is why these, course, these courses are called Uncovered Courses. Spanish Uncovered, Japanese Uncovered, Italian Uncovered. It really is a way to learn the language to a very deep level. You won't get the same instant gratification that you get from Duolingo, but what you will get is a solid foundation and thorough education in the language that is going to give you all the groundwork you need to go on to become fluent in the language. If you'd like to find out more about these, simply head over to IWillTeachYouALanguage.com and look for the courses option in the menu bar. That's IWillTeachYouALanguage.com and click on courses in the menu bar. That will show you all the different uh, beginner courses that we have uh, in all the various different languages. Once again, that is IWillTeachYouALanguage.com and click on courses in the menu bar.